0: Entrepreneurship is great, but can also seem overwhelming. Wouldn't you like to know the pros, opportunities, and problems with different business and investment strategies before you jump in? Well then, welcome to Entrepreneurship Exposed. Ooh, it never fails. Every time I hear that intro music, I get excited. I'm hyped. Let's go! Welcome I love
1: that. <laughs> I'm like so into it. I was excited anyway. I'm cutting you off.
0: <laughs> that was so fun. I was like, look I at that your house. head a little bit. I was like, oh, she's God. loving it. <laughs> Is that
1: your home? Like, let me come visit. Wow. Let's
0: go. Let's go. So, welcome everybody again to another episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed with me, your guy, Bees. And not only are we focusing on everything related to entrepreneurship, different strategies you could take, but it's always with a twist of business acquisitions. And today's guest, today's guest is another special guest. I'm so excited for this conversation because I know from her background that she gets the business acquisition side. So I think we're going to have, you guys are in for a treat today of what we're about to get into because today we got none other than Jesse Lee, aka boss lee herself she is in the place. jesse how are you today
1: i'm so good i was excited anyway but then your intro like got me really hyped so i'm (laughs) even more excited now and i feel like this conversation is going to be incredible so um i can't wait to see where this goes but thanks for having
0: me bees it's gonna be great thank you so much thank you for being here Tell the people a little bit more about yourself, because I am i love your background from what I've seen. So I, I know everybody's <laughs> going to be excited once
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I don't want to monopolize the whole conversation. I, <laughs> I, I tell my story all the time. But long story short, I grew up in a really small town in Maryland and uh, was from a family who just didn't have anything, which I think is actually one of the most powerful things that ever could have happened to me because it gave me a hustler mentality from a really young age. Uh, mm. I learned the value of money from a really young age. I learned the value of relationships for a re- from a really young age. I learned the value of hard work and work ethic in general from a really young age. And so, I did the whole normal thing. I went to college. I got a good job. I did all this stuff, even though I was a hustler. So in college I had three jobs. And yeah, like I always just had this like go, 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 the sky's the limit mentality about me. But from there I found a network mar- I'm cutting like all this like random. There's so much in it. But, I, so but much, I, I, I I got a you know, a good girl job in a pathology lab after college and it just wasn't enough. And so Ended up renting a room in a basement. My rent was increasing three hundred dollars. I started by finding direct sales on the internet, but from a Google search, direct sales turned into network marketing. Became the number one network marketer in the world. Turned into just serial entrepreneur. I used the cash flow from that to start buying businesses, investing in businesses, um, starting new side hustles, and just really scaling this into a monster brand that allows me to have a lot of stuff going on. And so, um, oh I, I don't know. You know, that's me <laughs> in a nutshell. It's been a wild. Ride. Ride, but I'm still young and I'm still hungry and I'm, I'm just excited to continue to scale this. And I love that a new year is right around the corner because yeah. it gets me really fired up. But no, I don't know. I've done a lot of big things now and really, really just it's it's crazy what work ethic, hustle, determination, never quitting and not really caring what people think about you when you know who you are will do mm. for a person. So that's kind of me in a nutshell, I guess.
0: I love it. I love it. We have a very similar background, too, because same thing, you know, always that I hate using the word hustler, but that's where it started. We were a hustler at first. We're trying to get that hustle going up. So I'm I'm Jamaican, uh, grew up in Jamaica and then moved to Brooklyn, New York uh, for like junior high and middle and uh, high school. And same thing in college um, when, you know, came to Florida and then working multiple jobs, paid my way through college and then came out like, wait, what? This is all this can't be it. And then trying to figure out those next steps. I did my corporate life too. I, I worked at Microsoft. I worked at uh, Accenture. But it still wasn't right. Didn't feel right. What made that... What made you say, all right, this ain't gonna work. I gotta get into something else. What made you make that that jump?
1: So, interestingly enough, I went to school in New York City. So I lived in Brooklyn for four years. So I hear your oh. accent in New York. <laughs> I'm here in Jamaica. But um, I knew you had that in you just from the way you spoke. But, you know, it's, it's really because... My first job, okay, hold on. So my first actual job was, in, when, was when I was 13 years old. I got my parents to sign one of those job slip things, you know, where yeah, it yeah. lets a 13-year-old kid get a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget what they're called, work work permit, a work permit. Yeah, work permit. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, I can't live off of $5 an hour because that's what I was going to get paid. And mm-hmm. so I put a tip jar out and that was my first little, Ooh, I think I can make more. And then I got a job waiting tables when I was 16. So I was like my next step up. So I did this like whatever thing, whatever thing. So I always had this thing where I don't know if even people who even wait tables or are in service or anything realize, but I felt from day one of my job career I I realized, no, if you're good at something, you can actually sort of determine what you make. Not really in your traditional like, this is my salary, I make $35,000 a year, but in restaurants, service, whatever, I'm like, no, if I work, if if I'm nicer to people, if I'm better at relationships with people, if I'm more charismatic, I can make more money than the rest of these people. So I took that into when I went to college, I was waiting tables in Times Square, I was selling massage chairs on Fifth Avenue, which was commission-based, and I was a nanny, which is not commission-based, but I figured it would be some easy extra money to do my homework for school and like whatever. So, <laughs> and also relationship building, for sure. You get better with yeah. working with people. But when you have three jobs and you have a full ride to college, you really have no bills, right? And yeah. so I was stacking all this cash, to be honest, in college. I mean, I was a six-figure earner annually when I was 18. I'm like, uh, by far, like not even just like, like I mean, I was like kind of crushing it for, yeah. for a kid in, you know, whatever year that was, and six. Oh my gosh. I'm getting ancient. So anyway, you know, you used to like talk to your parents, like, Oh my gosh. Like there's the, oh, anyway, so like, oh, look at these old people. Yeah. Now we're the old people. What happened yeah. um, <laughs> anyway? So then I went and I got the real job and mm-hmm. it was very humbling to me because I immediately was just not happy. And part of that, I think, was because for the first time probably in my entire career of even jobs, I felt like I was out of control. I felt like I couldn't dictate how much money I was making. I felt like, okay, I have this 401K everyone says I have to have. I have yeah. these health benefits, which everybody says I should be so proud of. I have my guaranteed paycheck. I have all of this, but I felt so unfulfilled and so the entrepreneurship, hustling, side hustle, whatever, all of that really came out of desperation because all of a sudden I needed to make more money because you go from making six figures with no bills to 27000 a year after taxes and mm. you have to pay rent and you have to have a car and now I'm paying for food and I'm paying for everything. Yeah. Uh, it was a quick shove me into reality. I better change something. and That was really just when the we'll figure it out no matter what mentality mm. kicked in that I always had just from a pretty rough upbringing and mm. I
0: got to work. So. Okay. Okay. I loved it. And, and you know, I, I do find that that happens often, but not only this way. I had, I had somebody tell me that it's only this way where when your back is against the wall, that's when it's like, oh, I got to do it. And then you, you know, that's the success story that most people have. Their back was against the wall and then they rose up. But then people feel like that's the only way that you could try to rise up. Like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense for you because you quit your job. So you had your back against the wall. Yeah, but I chose to quit my job. I chose to leave it. We have to make that decision. Where, hey, we know what we really want. Now, how are we gonna get there?
1: That's a really good point. Like, I, I don't think anybody ever talks about that because I think the com- like the comfortability that most people have in those safe safe environments yeah. kills more dreams than probably anything because you get so used to just going to to your work at the same time and you get used to the okay lifestyle okay will kill you there's a reason they say that good is the enemy of great you know that's not just something cute people say it's because oh it's good enough you know i got a good enough car i got a good enough job i got a good enough lifestyle i can go to good enough restaurants you should try some michelin star restaurants let me tell you what don't even ask what they're cooking you just put it in your mouth like it's different (laughs) you know there's 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 levels to this thing called life. And I don't know who said it, you know, it's some quote on the internet, of course, but somebody was always talking about, well, what's the difference between you and, you know, Jeff Bezos or you and Mark Zuckerberg or you and whatever morals aside, right? I'm like, we have the same 24 hours in a day. What are we doing? You know? And it's, I think it's because of what you said, people get really comfortable and they don't make the decision to say no to the job that they don't like, where they come home and they complain to their spouses, which affects their marriage, which, you know, trickles down into their kids and does all this other stuff. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's super powerful. More people Definitely.
0: need to hear that. So, so there was a, a, one of your reels that I saw recently and I was like, I really like this, but you're missing something. It's the one where you said it was like a pyramid and you're like, you know, CEO managers, employees, and you're like, business is like a pyramid, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, but you're missing what needs to be on the top above the pyramid investor. <laughs> because I, I tell people all the time now that i don't want to be the ceo of nothing right yeah. like everybody feels like oh i got that title i'm the ceo i'm like that's nah, okay I, I, as much as possible i don't want to be i'm only the ceo right now of two technically three companies but one i'm trying to come out of that and the other two is because i also teach how to acquire a business i have to be involved in it for now yes. but what do you feel about being an investor over being a ceo
1: Oh my God. I love this question. Okay. so This is like my heart. This is, um, it's interesting. So like I have an education program and then I have a mastermind on top and the people that go to my mastermind, I teach them wealth generation. So I don't even talk about it on my social media really. So that's yeah. probably why I didn't put the investor on top of the people. <laughs> um, I like to like move in secret sometimes. Cause I'm that yeah. girl with like, A lot going on, but I feel like if I tell everybody everything I'm doing, well, then it just becomes people are like, wait, she does this. this, 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 this." It does whatever. Investing is everything. Okay. And I I mean, here's, here's the fact of the matter. I am so grateful that I was always the, the nerdy sometimes overly smart kid that people didn't like because it forced me to books you too bees is <laughs> over here it forced me to books it forced me to learning it forced me to growth it forced me to even weird things like i was only cool on the internet uh mm. this is before the internet was cool this is when everyone thought everyone on the internet was a predator okay but like i would be in forums <laughs> i i promise you put me next to almost anybody you know let me take the nails off i type fa- i still will probably type faster than all y'all My- oh, oh, it, no, 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 no. that's the challenge yes.
0: that's it a- we are so going to have I'm a typing test and we're going to post the answers online don't no like, <laughs> i'm
1: so fast and it then like even then i do the swipe so fast people think how she text so fast i'm crazy yeah. like i'm crazy <laughs> but no I, I i'm really grateful for this because it pushed me to learn things that other people weren't, were not learning because they were too busy being popular or something Mm. or whatever. So as an example, I was in college. I was probably 17 years old. It was before I turned 18. I'm 17. I'm in college already. And I realized I did not understand finances. Okay. And so even basic things, like I could sit on this, like it would be super valuable. And you probably have some of these in your podcast, but if I told normal things, like if I gave you some scripts about how to get every single overdraft charge turned off on your bank account, right. Or Mm -hmm. if I gave you ways to call into your um, electric company and get them to lower your bill or your cell phone provider, or like all these super easy things or how to utilize credit cards. Cause most people have no idea how to utilize credit cards. They don't know which credit cards to use. They don't know how Mm -hmm. to use it. Like it's a debit card. They don't understand the benefits of it. They don't understand how I travel uh, oh, I don't know, 150 days out of the year, and I don't pay for hotels nowhere, uh, and and I hardly pay for flights, and all the and I fly first class. Like they don't understand that the reason the rich get richer is because they're educated. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. And their network. Okay. But yes. anyway, so I read this book when I'm 17 called, I will teach you to be rich. And it's by Ramit Sadie who ended up becoming, uh, you know, we're, I, I don't know that friends is not really the right word, but like we know each other, whatever we pass yeah. each other a lot. We chat here and there, whatever. Then his book was, it really changed my perspective on money. And in his book, he starts talking about investing in things. I'm like, Whoa, like my hair is like blown back. Cause I don't know any of this stuff. I'm 17 mm-hmm. years old. I'm a kid. Um, and he ta- starts talking about, you know, index funds. and He's talking about um, Vanguard and he's talking about bank accounts that get you 4% interest. And he's talking about all these things that should be common knowledge, but people are too busy trying to be more popular on Instagram and they're not, they're not paying attention to their finances. It's just a fact. Mm. So then he starts talking about how he's a VC and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm on Google. Like what, I love? what is a venture capital? Like I don't know what any <laughs> of these things mean. Puts me into the world of, you know, then from Ramit, I end up falling into Tim Ferriss or maybe it was vice versa. I, I don't mm. know. And everyone knows Tim Ferriss is, you know, good Lord. Board yeah. Investor, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, there's levels to this thing. Yeah. yeah, and it opened up everything to me because I realized if I can master cash flow, because there's different ways to invest. We kind of chatted about it before we started recording, of but course. especially in things like real estate and whatever else. And you're really good with the p- businesses and things like that. You don't yeah. actually need capital, but and that just like people are all confused. Like, what did they just say? I don't even know what they just said. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta want that back. What did they just say? Um, but. I knew in that moment, 17-year-old kid, that I wanted to have a bunch of streams of income, and I knew that I wanted to get my cash flow right. Yes. I mean, big cash flow was a major interest of mine because if I could get my cash flow up, I could then invest in things that I understood, and I would have opportunities then to have actual freedom. And so mm-hmm. I then made it a goal when I was probably 21, 22. I said, I want to make millions of dollars a year cash flow and then what I want to do is I want to be able to be making way more money in my investments so I want my cash flow to be millions and then I want my investments to pay me even more than the millions and uh that was like my big scary oh my god I'm gonna be a thousand years old when it happens goal um Mm -hmm. it didn't take that long that is definitely the reality but the investors are on top. And so now I have, as of yesterday, it's pretty exciting. Um, I have 15 streams of income that are cash flowing. I still mm. focus on my main thing, keeping the main thing, the main thing, uh, mm. which is my my network marketing is still the biggest. And then now I have my education platform, which is my second business. And they're out here battling in these streets. So like they're both <laughs> giants and my education. Mm. I just teach people how to build business. Um, but that allows me to invest in stuff. It, it allows mm. me to, to put some money in things that excite me. It, it allows me to Um, have conversations and sit at tables with people like yourself and like other, you know, just big players and say, what are we putting, you know, a million dollars in, you know, how much real estate can we buy? Okay. Let's get this like, okay. So the economy is going to crash. Well, let's go. I've been, I've been, I've been cash heavy for a long time. I'm ready to Mm -hmm. invest even more. And, um, but that really is how it works. And if you think that whatever company you're part of does not have an investor on top, you probably lost your mind.
0: Exactly. um, Exactly.
1: So you just got to get smarter. You got to, you got to learn, you got to learn the game or else you're going to get played
0: there we go. You got to learn the game. You got to learn. First of all, you got to know that a game is being played. Second of all, you want to learn the rules to the game, right? So I always tell people that the the, the United States is not a country. <clears throat> it's a corporation. And that's not me. That's not conjecture. It's not me you know, trying to have a clever t- hot take or something. It says it in the laws. You can look it up. It says the United States is a corporation. But why is that important for us to know? Well, because the laws are written to benefit corporate entities, right? SPVs, special purpose vehicles. So we gotta utilize them too. Not getting political, I always use this as an example, but for example, I I don't know your affiliation, but Trump found out that if he buried his ex-wife on his golf course, then his golf course is classified as a cemetery, which there's no estate tax, there's no property tax, there's no, uh, you can't seize anything. That that's the knowledge that we need to we know. Just gotta know the game, games, man. You know, I hate the player, I hate the game. <laughs> it's a game. It is a game. We gotta know these rules. And and I'll say, you 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 mentioned earlier, what, what was the somebody asked you? I think what was the difference between like you and like a, a Jeff Bezos or something like that? Mm-hmm. And I always say that what it is is uh, that information that you're talking about. I just felt that Jeff Bezos might have got it earlier than I did. Because I remember when I, I, you telling me that you learned some of this at 17. Oh, man, I wish that I knew it at 17. Because I was like, hey, how do I make money? What do you mean you put $10,000 on a house? How would you get $10,000? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So information is critical. But then what you do with the information is even more important. If you don't yeah. execute on the information, what's the point?
1: Knowledge is only power when it's applied, you know, people stick their noses in books and then do nothing about it. They buy all the courses, they do nothing about it. They, they, they spend all the money on whatever, and they do absolutely nothing. Like, I, I think one of the top things that successful people do is they are executors. Yes. It's one of my core values, core values. Like if you tell me a good idea, I will leave this call bees. I'm telling you right now, like it's going to be done. Don't give me too much information. <laughs> just sure. I'm, I'm going to go find a husband to bury in a minute here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I, it's funny you say that because I actually took that as a mental note to mention to you. Cause it was another reel that you did where it was about just take action. Yeah. And I was like, yes, tell the people you were like, how, you know, as soon as something—if you want to do something immediately, you do. You said you said TikTok. What did you say? You said something like before you finish saying the word talk, you were already downloading the app.
1: <laughs> sounds all right. Sounds like something I'd say. That sounds like a leap <laughs> quote if I've ever heard one. Oh, but it's true. And it's, it's little stuff too. You know, some people are probably on here like, well, I'm not Donald Trump. Okay. I, I don't have all these, I don't have billions of dollars. I don't have whatever. Okay. But yes. are you even setting yourself up for success? Because you could all start right now and go on either Fiverr or Upwork or some simple website, Facebook marketplace, whatever, sell some kind of idea that you have something you're good at. You can do graphic design. You're good at translating things. You're good at, I don't know, whatever your skill set is. But before you do any of that, you need to go get an LLC. Because if you yeah. see you get an LLC, the next thing you know, you're incorporated. If you're incorporated, you get tax benefits. Like in my space is so funny to me because there are there are literally, well, I have a lot of spaces, obviously. We talked about yeah. this, but I'm talking about network marketing right now, right? There are all these people. And I mean, millions and, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And I tell them like, I'm like, look, I got a link in my bio. Just go. It's a free call. Go sign up for an LLC. Like literally, it's like, whatever. It's, I don't make any money off of it. But I'm like, go get an LLC because I'm trying to make people more money. I'm like, you mm-hmm. literally are paying way too much money in taxes on any amount of money you're earning. Your auto ship, smart ship, whatever would literally be du- be deducted from your taxes every single year, making everything a write-off. Your cell phone would be a write-off. Your microphone would be a write-off. Your laptop mm-hmm. would be a write-off. Your education that you spent money on is a write-off, but not if you don't have an LLC. Not, not if here. you don't have an LLC. I'm like, these. Like your your outfits that you're buying only for work. It's like, oh my gosh. It's, your it's car,
0: just, your gas, yes. your everything. And-, and we we won't even go into the next level because you said there's levels to it because if you Whoa. get a trust, now everything's yeah. even more protected. Now you could even defer taxes in perpetuity, yes. right? And it's not a, a finagling that you're doing. It's not no play. It's not no, you know, hack. It's the laws that you just learned and you're using to your advantage.
1: Well, it's the same reason why I play in the real estate game. I have oh my gosh. I have a lot of real estate. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't ever talk about it. All right. But I got like big pieces of real estate. Well, I have a lot of real estate because of the tax benefits. Okay. I like to donate because I like to donate. It feels good. But I donate only to 501c's and I donate millions of dollars to them. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, and if you don't, if you wonder why all your rich, rich, rich friends bought a jet this last year, it's because it's 100% a hundred percent a write off hundred percent write off. Now, your chart the charters, if you're char- if you're uh, chartering them, that's taxable income, of yeah. course, because it's cash flowing. But like w- what are we doing here? It's like you're, we're we're getting played. Now, I don't believe in real estate for yourself. I'm a big believer in the real estate you live in should be rented, and then you should yep. be putting your money to work. put some overalls on your money. but that's yep. another different conversation because there's levels to this. but I'm you just have to be smarter and get around smarter people who understand the common sense of finances and unfortunately, common sense just is not that common.
0: It's, it's not that common. You should, uh, that's definitely right. Jesse, yeah. so the, the topic of today's uh, episode is supposed to be scaling your brand exposed, yes. but Oops. then Jesse can literally talk about everything. And just Like I never even think we mentioned anything about brand just yet. but Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much. I, I love this. But before we even get into that, I got to talk about your acquisitions and the businesses that you own. Because, okay, wait, wait, wait. Actually, step back. There's three major ways of creating wealth real estate which we've already been talking about the financial markets as your stock your forex even your crypto and if you, and listen everybody stop everything you're doing right now and make sure that you are ready to get in on this wealth transfer happening right now because if you don't invest right now and buy like the blue chip stocks or index funds tra- uh, tracking the S&P 500 buy them now while they're on discount because it will go back up. It's just the cyclical nature of the stock market. Look it up in history. You'll see it always. We have huge rebounds after these mega dips that happen as well. So the, the, the financial markets is the second way, but the third way is owning a business, whether you build it or buy it, owning a business, right? Now, Jesse, Jesse you got like a bunch of businesses too, and some of them probably got real estate with it. And they cash flow in, and they're appreciating over time, because as you grow the business, it's it's worth more in value. So can you talk a little bit about some of the companies you've had and which ones you've acquired versus built as well?
1: No, you're giving away like, all my secrets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so, I'll, yeah, for sure. So, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I have a car dealership, like, like brick and mortar car dealership, construction company, a a software company, and a uh, hair and hair salons. So, those are mm-hmm. brick and mortars, and then I have big investments that I that I've invested in, like. Well, I don't really talk about these because I'm not kind of a silent investor. Like, whatever. I have some restaurants. Okay, I'll leave it at that. I have some restaurants. I have um, a company that makes. I'm trying to like not explain what it is, but like <laughs> I have like money and like a lot, like a lot of money in several things that then that then make money. But um, my first thing about investing that I always tell everybody is invest in things you understand because you will get screwed over. And I don't know anybody who is a seasoned investor who has not been screwed over because you just got to learn through some of these things. And I will tell you, they hurt. So, I mean, I've, I've given $250,000 to have a restaurant and lounge in Madrid, Spain. And that Spanish person literally up and poof vanished. So that's oh. a quarter million dollars. Adios amigos. That was so fun. Not I've invested as sponsors of certain things that were going to be huge and massive and whatever. And then it didn't pan out. I invest, I, but again, I didn't understand the Spanish thing, right? I understand mm-hmm. lounges. I didn't understand the Spanish part of it. I, d- I invested in uh, half a million dollars into a minerals company. So I'm in Texas. So it was like oils and minerals being, you know, ground from the mm-hmm. earth, whatever. Who, but what, but la bye, I don't know where to go. Now, this is a couple years ago, but I mean, that was like devastating to me at the time, you know, I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? And so a little kind of tip inside of that is if you can't explain it to somebody in common knowledge, don't do it. Don't mm. do it. And so I had this epiphany. This is maybe four or five years ago. I was in Germany. I was exhausted. And I think some of your best ideas come when you're just like, you know, you're in the shower, uh, you're at the gym, like, I'm dying. Right. Or you wake up so <laughs> sleep deprived that your brain goes to desperation mode. And that's where I get a lot of my my oh my gosh, I better learn something right now because I'm just kind of like desperado. And mm. I woke up and I, I called my boyfriend at the time and I said, When I get home, I'm going to acquire or invest or buy everything i use all the time there so like, we go the hair salon i go to all the time done the car dealership that i like all the time done the the nails i said nail salon it hasn't happened yet okay but like you know like i kept saying these things like i go to that burger spot all the time i want to own it I'm, I'm sick and tired of spending my money on things that i should be making money off of okay mm. so that was kind of like my idea because i figured i i can figure out how to scale a hair salon. I can figure out how to scale uh, a car dealership. I can figure out how to scale a lot of these, these little things that I have basic knowledge around. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all started. That was when I started acquiring stuff. So the, the ownership in the construction company, it was super obvious to me. It made perfectly good sense. It was like they were moving a lot of hot tubs in California. I'm like, I understand mm-hmm. hot tubs. I understand warehousing. I understand all this stuff. And if I, don't, if I don't understand it, it's something I'm interested enough in to learn before I invest. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I made that decision. And then here, I just sat down with the owner of the salon and it was already completely built out. It was already cash flowing. Um, yeah. Her revenue was, I think, 50, about 55000 a month at the time, which is awesome for a hair salon. But I'm like, nah, I can make that bigger. And so I sat down with her. I said, are you looking to partner? She said, I'm actually looking to some, for somebody to buy. It's too much yeah. work for me. I said, I can build out a team. And so I, I just started doing things like that where it's like, where where is something actually structurally in place? But I know my mindset where I know the right people you know, yeah. where I can connect and scale and grow. Yeah. Um, and so that's really how it started. I, and it's just, and that's just what I do now. Now I look around and I, I live in a penthouse. So I'm, when I look this direction, I, it's like an inspiration thing. Everything around me, I'm in Frisco, Texas. There's only one penthouse or like mm. one tall building. It's mine. <laughs> all right, so y'all can come over and say, hey. Uh, <laughs> like, when I look out, like all I see really is, aside from the tollway, you know, I see huge real estate, right? Like all gigantic commercial real estate. I see, uh, because I'm so high up, I can see the giant mega mansions. It's very inspirational for me. And I'm in the penthouse where I'm wrapped with windows, right? Everything is floor to ceiling windows, which is super cool. I look out and I'm like, I just want to do more. Like, oh my God. But I look Mm -hmm. out, I go on the balcony every night, you know? And I, I I think to myself like, okay, so if I, if I buy that whole commercial unit right there, you know, let me find out who owns that. Let me find out actually. Little, like whatever you can already see who's foreclosing. Oh yeah. There's already commercial properties all around, even here in Frisco, Texas, where we are making a ton of money here. There's already people foreclosing, which means you can get stuff already getting pennies on the dollar. Like let's freaking mm-hmm. go. So I'm yep. thinking big now where okay, so there's new construction, but if I look out and I see, okay, let me find out there's websites for this, right? Okay. These yeah. people are foreclosing. Let me see if I can offer a deal. Let me see if I can do whatever. Then I can either by the existing businesses in some cases or i can say hey like rents do all right <laughs> and I can maybe either acquire some of the things that are already standing here etc um but i'm just always it. like and then if it's something i don't understand this is something i think too many people don't don't understand is like this is why you need to find a coach a mentor be part of masterminds whatever because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that i just said that came out of my mouth over the last i don't know 20 minutes mm-hmm. is it, i i learned it by having relationship equity with people who understand how it works and saying, hold on a minute. Like, mm. how did you buy the commercial real estate that that Starbucks is in and you're holding that property for 25 years? Like, I need to know how that works. Or, yeah. wait a minute, I don't know how to be GP on a project, but I can raise funds. Can I co-GP mm. with you? See, I didn't know how to have those conversations until so I had those mm. conversations. Or if I didn't know how to say, okay, hold on a minute, um, you said you have... A hotel project. Can you tell me more about that? And how do I get in that? And how do I not get screwed over by people inside of that? Like yeah. the the relationship equity. Like now that we are friends, like we have to be friends forever. This is just how yeah, I roll. Sure. And then, <laughs> friends make friends elevate, which is why yeah. there are levels to this. And all we do is we make our friends elevate with us. And so all You're of right. that stuff. Like I'm rambling, I guess, but hopefully it's useful for people. No, you no, mean, no. This
0: <laughs> is great. I'm telling you. I'm, good. I'm like, okay. This. I don't know. What- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but like, you know what it is you, you, like for example when you say that in terms of um you know having the right people around you and uh those type of conversations helps to elevate it's the truth because I, a lot of times i'll tell people all, you know, i remember the first time i told someone that you know i just bought that business and didn't have to pay anything for it and it came with this amount of cash flow and they were like wow that's amazing nobody's talking about this bees no, it's not. That's, everybody's talking about it, just not in our circle here. But this circle that I learned it from, they're talking about it. That's how I learned it because I stepped out and go into different circles. Okay, right? hold on a we minute. You have to no. network.
1: <laughs> per reach, my friends. Like if your circle, look, I say this out of love, okay? Let me be like the nice feminine girl for a second because I know I saw like the comments from your YouTube that were popping up. It was mostly women, okay? So let me speak to my ladies and my men, but whatever. If your friend's circle is not making you money, you better get in a new circle. Yep. If they're talking about people, get out of that circle. Yes. If they're talking about events, okay. Mm. And if they're talking about ideas, that's where you want to be. You want to be in the circle of people that are talking about ideas that are making mm. you go, I don't even think I have a word to contribute to this conversation because <laughs> I am so lost. That's the right circle. Okay, you mm. got to you gotta get out of the circle. You got to spend money. I, I've spent a lot of money to get yes. in some of these circles with some players, but my whole life reflects it. I went, oh, wait, you can't, con- like, like, I don't not love you anymore. It's just, I love you. I just don't know how much I like our conversations anymore. So I'm going to have to exactly. step out and I have to step into another one.
0: And then but- they could still be great friends, family, all of that. Yes, But we we just, we have a different relationship when I'm ready to, on the, you know, the one weekend I may say, Hey, let's go hang out. Yeah. I'll come to them. But every other day I'm sitting in this crowd, learning more things and contributing more. Yeah. Right. Don't be a leech either. You want to get in the circles and you want to make sure that you're contributing as much as you can because that that helps to build everybody up. So yeah, I 100% agree. But we got to go back to your um, (laughs) when you were talking about acquiring things that you do or use or whatever. So I've made a a business out of buying businesses and I focus on boring, essential businesses. So smart. So smart. You see what I'm saying? Like when most people... Now, okay, mind you, I'm going to tell you a, a secret in a second, but now when most people hear, oh, pest control company, you're not thinking, wow, this guy, he's awesome. I want his number. No, you're thinking, oh, pest control or whatever. Yeah, but that pest control company making money nonstop and I don't got to yeah, work Yeah, because in-
1: if you got roaches, you are not going to think about spending the money. You're like, get these roaches out of here. Outta
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> so pest control companies, car washes, laundromats, man, I, don't, I don't need to work in them and- They're making money and it's consistent, even recession proof for for the most part. Right now, Not
1: even for the most part, it absolutely is. So we talked about this before we hit record, but when you said, oh, I, I I acquire boring businesses, I was like, my dude, like, (laughs) like it's so smart when, if everything were to crash, would you still need your clothes washed? Yes. Would you still need, like I already said, the bug thing? Yes. Okay. Would you, like I wrote down when you said it, people are like, I don't think you understand how much storage units make.
0: Storage units. Storage units
1: or ATMs. Like oh, you yeah. can buy ATMs people ATM. don't know this. You make money on every transaction. People will still need their freaking cash. They're still going to mm-hmm. use them. Like, like, I, like maybe something people could do. I don't know. I speak in assignments when I train, so you'll have to pardon me. This is just how I am. I'm a coach. <laughs> like I want you to write down the things no matter what you have to have. Not like I have to have the cleaning lady. No, no, no. Like mm-hmm. what do you have to have? Like you cannot function without it because those are recession-proof businesses. There's a reason yeah. that the people people are still raising rents and they know a recession's coming because you got to have a roof over your head, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need your membership to the, the fancy gym. You might need a gym membership, but you might downgrade to Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness is going to explode when all this happens, oh, right? Yeah. What are the things? You, like you said, you said car washes. Yes, mm-hmm. because people are not, they're going to be like, my my water bill's too high and it's only $7 <laughs> to get the car washed. And da-da-da-da. like, they're still going to do that. What are yeah. those things? Write those things down. Because when you're thinking smarter, those are some of the businesses you should look into
0: investing in. 100%. So, so my goal has been anything that the numbers look good and anything that I, I prefer motivated sellers that are like retirees because the baby boomers are all retiring. So they're motivated to turn over their business. And it has to be because what's my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is not the money. The money's a tool for it. But my ultimate goal is my time freedom. All right? So if I want time wealth, not financial wealth, but I want time wealth. Yes, the financial wealth helps me to get my time wealth, but that's my ultimate goal. So that means I'm going to choose businesses that are going to help me to achieve that goal. Businesses that I don't need to work in. That's why I say I don't want to be the CEO of nothing. I just want to be the investor and have the money coming in. Now, that's my strategy. Any type of business that is boring, essential, uh turnkey, and... um. Uh, what other criteria? That's the main things. But I have another friend who does exactly like you. He's like, listen, I just want anything that I'm doing. I, I love pizza. I got to get a pizzeria. I I got I go to uh, the dry cleaners. Well, I happen to acquire dry cleaner. And, and that makes sense, too. And it's, again, the boring and essential businesses, just the ones that you are most interested in because you use them, too.
1: Yes. <laughs> But I think it's smart. I think those are safe investments. And it's interesting the older we get, not that either of us is old, but like all we're doing is trying to buy back time. And I think not enough people think about life like that. They're thinking, what can I buy with it? and no, no, no. i'm not going to say that i've been perfect you know i've got this you know bust down rolexes and like <laughs> the, i drive a lamborghini and i have all no. this what I said i live in a penthouse whatever but i will tell you there like i'm still rocking my friend's free sweater he sent me you know hey who sent you that left. neil Yeah, of course. (laughs) So yeah, Neo sent it to me. Like, but like I'm friends with all of them, Justin, too. So, like, Mm. like I'm wearing free leggings that were sent to me by another company. You can't see it, but I am. Like, there's so much going on, uh, where it's like you stop caring about the stuff, and you really start to care about oh my gosh, Like, how can I just have more time with the people I love, doing the things I love, uh, and, and then giving back to things that I care about? And so that time wealth really ends up being everything. Yeah. And so you're super smart about that. So what's going to print money without you having to do everything? That's the, that's the game you should be thinking of.
0: 100%. And I agree with you. So I, I wear my brand. I buy businesses. Ask me how all the time. And that's it. I'm like, I wear this and I wear my friends, but I wear that all the time to the rapper, athlete, entrepreneur. But you
1: know why I, but you want to like real, like I've never even told a story. Do you want to know why I asked them to send me a box? Yeah. So we were in, where were we? San Diego. And we were at a, it was like a yacht party, but it was a yacht party for charity. Um. And, I got asked by Dan Fleischman, who I'm sure you know who he is yeah. if you're not already in his network, but Dan mm-hmm. goes, Hey, like, will you be the girl? Like, we're going to, I'm going to have my friends. Um, we're going to each give hundred thousand dollars to Tim Tebow's charity. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm down. Sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm, you can't spend the money, man. Like yeah, I, right. I wish people would understand this more. It's like people hold on to their money. Like it's a scarce resource. It's only scarce because your mind is telling you it's scarce. Spend mm-hmm. the money. You can't mm-hmm. take it with you. OK, yep. especially on things where, you know, you're going to elevate as a human being. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I'm down for 100. So then I see, see, see the table I'm at. I had not met Neo yet. I was already friends with Justin. We're at this table. We get called up on the stage or called up on the stage. Like, who's going to give one hundred thousand dollars, whatever. And, and Neo gave one hundred thousand dollars. In the same breath we were have at a table, he's talking about the Lamborghini he bought for his wife. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is he just one of these flashy entrepreneurs who spends all the money on things? And then he stood mm-hmm. up next to me on stage. He gave $100,000. I gave $150,000. Dan gave $150,000. A couple other people that and my, my friends gave $150,000 a person per person to the Tim Tebow yeah. Foundation for um, sexually trafficked people and then children that, have, um, that are born with disabilities in third world countries. And I'm like, good man. I said, I know what your brand is. I know what your company is. Will you send me a box? I'll actually wear your stuff. Cause people yeah. send me stuff all the time. And I'm like, see, no, because I like people who actually, who are good people that stand for something. I will elevate his brand. I will, I will make sure people know about it. I, I want to help people like that. And so a lot of people go, how do you, we were talking about this like 20 minutes ago, but it's like, how do you get in those circles? How do you contribute? Like you were saying, it doesn't have to be yeah. money. It's like yeah. how are you being a good person? How are you yeah. showing people that the world can be a really good place? How are you? And then when you are successful, are you showing people, yeah, you can be kind and rich mm. as f at the same time? You know, yep. you can be a good person and move this world forward. Right. Yeah. And you can only do that if you become powerful enough in business, if you buy businesses, like you said, right. Yeah. I know. I mean, I don't know, you know you yet, but like, I'm sure this, this money you, that you're making and the, the wealth you're creating and all this stuff, I'm pretty sure you're giving back with it because
0: yeah,
1: even in right now, this is educational for people. So I know yeah. you're somebody who gives back. Right. It's like Definitely. the, like you'll start to find things that actually fulfill you, I guess, is my my point in saying all that stuff. Like the stuff is cool, but, when you start actually helping people and making a dramatic impact on the lives of others, like there's that, that's, that's the feeling you want to.
0: I feel that's the, the, it's cyclical too. Well, maybe not everybody, but I feel like for people like us, you and I, it's cyclical. It's like, okay, we start making our money. Then once we make it, it's like, yeah, we got to give back to people. It's, it's just the natural progression of things. Right? So, and I'm going to ask you what's your passion that you uh, give back to. So for me, it, it evolved and became kids, all right, The youth, young adults, because I felt that what did I tell you earlier? I wish I had that information when I was 17. I wish somebody told me. Matter of fact, I got a book recommendation for you. Um, yeah,
1: let's see it. I'll write it down. I've been taking notes. This book
0: here is what pretty much got me fully into uh, uh, acquiring through LBOs. It's called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? <laughs> this this book is by a guy named Reginald Lewis. Or it's, of, uh, it's about Reginald Lewis. And how he became one of the first black billionaires in modern days in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. But nobody really knows him because he's not flashy. You know, he ain't driving a Lambo, all of that type of stuff, right? But how did he become a billionaire? Acquiring businesses, right? And and especially with the LBO, the leverage buyout strategies where you don't have to come up with... Elon Musk, one of the richest men in the world, he just did that with Twitter. I was watching Bloomberg earlier and they were saying how Twitter is... Laden with debt right now because of how Elon Musk did it. Because he did it in a way that I wouldn't have called the most ethical. I'm not. I'm not trying to you know start a war on here and people start defending Elon, but I'm just saying that I wouldn't have done it that way because I'm more concerned about the business and the legacy and the growth rather than hey, let me come in get what I want only and you know gut it or anything like that. Right. But but this book I definitely think you should check out. It was I really was awesome. awesome for sure. I'm not a white
1: guy. So, you know, like no problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, but tell me, so what became your passion? Because this is what led me to helping the kids wishing that I knew this information earlier. What became your passion as you started to create your uh, legacy and wealth?
1: Yeah. So I have two things that I give back a lot to. One is kids a lot. Also like Mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, I was really excited just the other day I went down in my building and I don't even understand how this is even a thing. Cause I live in like the building but there were like 50 of these angel tree things down there. You know, kids who will not have a holiday. I was like, scoop. I'm like, what are these still doing here? Like you have lost your mind. Yeah. Um, but I love giving back to the youth in general. Um, like the t- any of these big foundations. Like I do like the Tim Tebow Foundation a lot. Child, tra- uh, sexual trafficking in general I just don't understand why you would ever hurt a child it just doesn't make sense to me um, yeah. so I'm very big on that and then dogs like I am absolutely in the next couple of years I will own my own dog rescue it's going to be crazy oh, dogs, you said dogs?
0: Crazy. where's my dog let me, I'm going to have to let her yeah. out come over here you yes can see like it.
1: I am a crazy rescue dog mom when people breed dogs and I see it on my social media I just get pissed at you I just don't say anything but I say it in my head about you I feel some type of way about people who buy dogs uh, but anyway you know, I know what it is. so I will own my own um but both my dogs are rescued and honestly it's like when people say like the who rescued who i like i resonate so much with that because my entrepreneurial journey it sounds she's laying right here and she knows i'm talking about her i swear (laughs) Um, she just she went like this with one eye just there which is funny because she's deaf So I don't know how you'd be hearing me right now, but anyway, so like she, she, they changed my life. Like they, they made me more structured, more scheduled, more disciplined and stuff. And, um, and I think dogs that are rescued know that you saved their life. So I think they love a little bit better too. But, uh, anyway, those are like my two. So I donate like, like crazy through the year for, for, uh, for dog rescues Mm -hmm. because, When you save one dog people don't know this but you actually save two because you make spot in the shelter for a dog so i like to pay for those basically around the clock
0: mine just came here and this well no no she's gone never mind oh, as <laughs> so like, quick as she came as quick as she left
1: <laughs> mine don't leave mom they are 100 obsessed
0: <laughs> listen jesse we still haven't even spoken about scaling and <laughs> almost at the end so let's let's just go to that first for a quick second just tell me yeah. tell the audience. What's the difference between, because this is another thing that I researched on you and really, really resonated with me. Yeah. You made a comment or some video that, uh, basically you were saying that people try to focus on selling, like Mm -hmm. sell, 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 rather than focus on value or their brand, grow your brand. And then sales come right. The reason why it resonates with me is because there's a lot of people out there who They're so focused on selling rather than delivering value that they're just selling you for the sake of it. You're going to pay to come into something and they're going to say, yeah, come over here, too. And just so they can upsell you to something else. Right. Rather than delivering value. So tell me a little bit more about that in terms of your brand versus selling and what that really means.
1: Well, that's, so I'll answer the question of the original podcast as well for people. That is how I've scaled. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, I've scaled that because I, I, my focus has been on scaling the brand by scaling Mm -hmm. the brand. It allows me to put legs out and everything else. So boss Lee is my business name, right? Like my pseudonym, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So boss Lee enterprises is what holds all of these different legs of my businesses. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the bigger I make boss Lee, the bigger all of this can be. And for those who are like, I don't really get it. I want you to think about as an example, like Lady Gaga. Why Mm -hmm. am I so sure Lady Gaga is going to be the next billionaire? Well, I think she's going to be one of the next billionaires because her brand was Lady Gaga. That's not her actual name, obviously. Mm -hmm. She created this big empire in music. She went from music to movies. She went from movies now into makeup. Right. Mm. And it's because of the brand. Now I guarantee you that Lady Gaga, I just got so excited. I pulled my hair out of my head. I'm kidding. <laughs> I guarantee you Lady Gaga doesn't know the first thing about formulating makeup. Shouldn't know mm. anything about anything. She goes, oh, this brown one, this black one, this red one, this blue one, this green one, this whatever. Mm. She doesn't know. I like that. I like that. Put the glitter in it. that. She does not know it's mm-hmm. a brand when you have a brand you can pull a lever and say okay now i'm opening a laundromat boom the laundromat explodes think yeah. of mr beast on youtube or whatever like yeah. he went he blows it'll blow up your business because of the brand he you, yeah. he goes out he says go to this burger place the burger place shuts down because they can't like in t- 10 minutes because they can't make any more burgers because mr mm-hmm. beast has put out whatever because the brand like okay. it's all about the brand and so i train a lot on brand because people are so confused about it I don't really know why, but brand is where can you add the value, right? I don't have time to talk about it all day long on here because, you know, whatever. We rambled <laughs> together about businesses and and, sales and whatever for so long. But, like, I add so much value in the entrepreneurial space that when I said, hey, okay, so now I'm recruiting for this, it went brrr- when I said, hey, now I'm selling this product. Oh, forget about it. I trust her. When I said, hey, I'm putting out an education platform. I'm going to teach you how to build your business. Like, boom, seven-figure launch. Because I mm. built the brand. The value was so obvious in everything that I was doing. Nobody went, hmm, should I give her the money for her to come? <laughs> hmm. They went, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, yeah. The brand was so strong, so everything can scale. Your sales are more. Your like if you master two things, master yeah. marketing and branding. If you master yeah. marketing and you master branding, or even get halfway decent at it, the sales come. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like in your business, you you would you wouldn't even have to go looking for businesses because people yeah. go and this probably happens to you. That's the guy that builds businesses. Businesses. So. Yeah. I've got this thing, this guy's, you know, he's, he's over leveraged. He's whatever I got, I got, I got this guy who will buy your business. No problem. Like that's literally how it happens. It's because your brand, you said you wear your shirt all the time, your hat, Mm -hmm. your whatever, like you're talking about it all the time. Well then Mm -hmm. that's where the value is. And so then everyone thinks about you instead of thinking about the next person. It's like, is Grant Card does Grant Cardone have the best real estate fund? Um, let me be your friend and tell you the answer is a firm yeah. with hell no. Okay, like if you are an investor who actually wants to make money, oh, sweetheart. Okay, I'm just going to. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you what Does is. His brand huge. Yes. So yes. then, our people do people trust him? Yes. So do people throw money at him? Yes. yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I was in a one of his Fund because of a
1: brand. Because of a brand.
0: Because of a brand. You're right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, so, okay. That, that makes perfect sense. Now s- to wrap up with us, uh, since we, <laughs> I don't even know where to wrap up because we talk about so many things, but we, I still got to do our pop segment. We It's time to pop. It's time to talk about, okay, to uh, I think we, you just, you just explained the pros of focusing on the brand and scaling with your brand, but what are some of the problems when it comes to focusing on your brand or, or not focusing, but the problems with scaling from the brand's uh, perspective?
1: Um, the problems with scaling from the brand's perspective, I think for most people it's, they their egos are out of control. And I don't mean in the way you're thinking. I mean, in they will not post. They they are too nervous to go live or do mm. video marketing. They don't put out a podcast. They don't provide all this value because somewhere in their ego, they don't like their voice or they don't like their uh, the way they look on camera or they don't like mm. whatever it is. And that is a huge problem because if you're not putting out content, I don't care if for a hundred years you were the number one real estate agent in your, your local town. Some little whippersnapper 18 years old with a real estate license is going to go crazy. On TikTok, talk about it nonstop, gonna blow up and you're gonna be left in the dust. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can just take your crown off and give it to the little child because they built a brand. And so uh, you just kind of get out of your head sometimes and just start creating, 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 creating and getting over it. But that's the biggest problem I see is people they overthink it and then they get stuck in their head and they just do paralysis by analysis and they just don't create. Yes. It's a big problem I see.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Okay, so absolute last thing I gotta say is I have a challenge. The okay. challenge I've issued uh, this year is called the Trillion Dollar Table Challenge. Wow. Trillion. That's with a big T. Okay. Yeah. So the right goal, the challenge All right, all right
1: that, Amazon. Let's go. Let's,
0: hey, hey. You know, I have a whole, uh, a little cartoon with Bees, the most interesting entrepreneur in the world. And it's Bees versus Bezos because I'm, I'm coming for it, right?
1: All right. Okay. Okay. I'll
0: show you that later. But um, here's a challenge. By the end of this decade, hey, that's seven years. Mm -hmm. I want to sit at a table. I want to sit in a room at a table with average people like us, right? People that look like us, people who aren't, you know, didn't come from money or anything like that. And we have together a combined trillion dollars AUM, right? Assets under management. Because most people figure, oh, that means you got a trillion dollars in your pockets. That's crazy. No, I don't have a trillion dollars in my pocket. It means that I own business uh, business portfolio, uh, real estate portfolio, financial markets portfolio, and mine comes uh, combined with everyone else's. That's how we get to a trillion dollars AUM. Lofty goal? I don't think so. I think we can make it happen. Will you be at that table?
1: Yeah, come on. I got seven no. years. Well, seven years. All right. Like I already know I'm good for a billion uh, in six years. Like that, my goal is, is a billion by 40. So that's there like no go. problem. So I got an extra year. Like, I mean, you could do a lot in a year. So I'm definitely down for, uh, for that.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and we're in the right things. You know, uh, one of my students told me once that, you know, helped him to get to seven figures, but because I'm showing him the business acquisitions, he sees a path to being a billionaire. And he never thought that was possible. And to be honest, going, we're going to wrap it up with what you started about the uh, complacency. What, what was the saying again? Complacency is the enemy of success or something like that. Yeah.
1: And then good is the enemy of great. Yeah.
0: There you go. So that was me. I'm not going to lie. I worked at Microsoft. I was earning, you know, like 200 and change a year. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm cool. I don't need nothing else. Why be greedy? Yeah. That's, that was my thought pattern. But I had to break that mold and keep pushing and say, no, I can't do so much more. And when my student said that about a path to being a billionaire, that's what made me come with this challenge to say, hey, this is this is an important challenge. Forget the Tide Pod challenge and all the stuff that people do online. Please forget that. We're going we to sit with a trillion dollar table challenge I love and that. Jesse Lee will be at that table. Of course, I'm down. Yes, I mean, bro.
1: with 200 grand a year, you can't buy all these Christmas trees behind you. Like, what is going on <laughs> with the Wonderland? Okay, that's not a 200k uh, Christmas no, no, setup, bro. No, no, no. Okay. Well, like, you gonna that- need some more money than 200 grand for for Santa's workshop back there. Okay, <laughs> oh, you
0: you're about to make me, you're about to make me turn around the camera. So sure. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call you after this, Jesse. This is crazy. This is. Crazy. Listen, Jesse. Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Um, I'm, I'm boss Lee on Instagram, Jesse Lee ward on Facebook. My podcast is the people's mentor podcast and uh, all contact details are just in my links in the bio everywhere. So
0: awesome. Awesome. So we'll make sure we put that down in the description. Everybody, y'all know what to do. Tap in with Jesse Lee, the boss herself. Let's go. She's doing amazing things. She'll be at the trillion dollar table and you got to be there also. Thank you again, Jesse, for being on Entrepreneurship Exposed. This is so much fun. We got to do this again because we didn't even get to talk about the main topic because it's going around. But listen, I'm looking forward to working with you. I'm looking forward to continuing a friendship with you. I'm looking forward to us continuing to to be a light to others to show others what can be done, especially coming from our humble upbringing and all anybody can accomplish it. So thank you for who you are and what you do. And thank you for being on Entrepreneurship Exposed.
1: Thank you for having me. I had a great time.
0: Awesome. Let's go. Let's go. See y'all next on the next episode, y'all. Take care.
1: Ciao.